0: And good morning. This is actually Scott Van Kirk, and I say it every time. I'm neither gifted nor a guru in any way, shape, or form, but I am filling <laughs> in for Gary this morning. Uh, in typical fashion, given who's on the show with me this morning, we are yucking it up right up until like three <laughs> seconds. Oh, we got to do radio. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brian is like waving ass with both hands from the booth. No like, hey.
1: supervision today. <laughs> yeah. hey,
0: hey, the show is on. Oh, okay. So here we are. Uh, I hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. I hope, uh, you know, restrictions aside and everything else like that, you got to uh, commune with some family and friends, however limited that may or may not have been. Uh, sitting across the table from me is Larry Wayland from Modern Arms. At
2: the Brown Station location. Exactly. So Just, good to be in studio. Thank you, Scott. No, good
0: morning. Thanks for coming, buddy. <laughs> and I'm really glad that you haven't moved. No, th- no, we're going to be at the uh, Brown Station location. Brown yeah, Station yeah, location. Is yeah, there
2: yeah. yeah. any any rifle raffle going on? I don't have one going. What? on. What? No, what? isn't that weird? What? You better get going. Yeah, we're still doing our Firefighters Friday. We got you yeah, know, okay. a few more weeks of that drawing those. But uh,
0: yeah, I see you yeah. on the Facebooks. See
2: if we can cook something up. For yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I see you on the Facebooks doing the big drawing, <laughs> You're doing the just, doing
2: the YouTubes. Every
0: single time, I'm like, wow, they <laughs> should find out a way to do that audio only, or hire <laughs> a spokesmodel.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're too old for the
1: YouTubes. (laughs) Oh,
0: also joining us this morning is Joe Gilbert from JoeGilbert.com or JoeGilbert.us. Oh man, sorry about that. Doc my pay. How are you, buddy?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thankful it's US, not USSR. There you (laughs) go. I'm
0: rocking. Good, good, good. I see. uh, I see you uh, were at the, the big lighting of the Christmas tree thing. Oh, yeah. yeah there you yeah. go. Did you have a good yeah. time
1: with that? That yeah, was fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> with COVID, it was still a good turnout. There are a lot of people there, but unfortunately, no hot chocolate, no cookies because we have to abide sure, by the sure. COVID things. But the magic tree at yeah. the cross. There we go.
0: There yeah. we go. That's yeah, a great
1: re- place to go visit and, yeah. and spend some time with the family.
0: Excellent. All that leaves you with is the flask in your pocket. Oh, wait. That'd that'd probably be me.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I can't put pictures like that on Facebook. Every time I do that with a drink, Dwayne Carey's the first one to look. Nice. (laughs) Huh. Where are you? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I'm Uh, drinking again, huh, Joe?
0: (laughs) Oh. uh, So, here we are. Uh, Plenty of things to talk about. Uh, Larry has brought in some firearms. Yeah, I brought a sack of
2: pistols in oh, yeah. to talk well, about.
0: One of them looks like an old World War II liberator. <laughs> 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 That's your esoteric reference of the day? Um, we there's we got a lot going on. Um, oh yeah, pistol braces. Yeah. What in the is going on with pistol braces?
2: Um, there's a lot of chaos and a lot of unknown. Has there been a a, a formal ATF redefinition of handgun yet?
0: there hasn't to the best of my knowledge yeah, so there's
2: a lot of internet fear there's a lot of internet chatter there's a lot of people making a lot of assumptions that uh the ATF is going to redefine what a handgun is and and you know draw out the uh, the arm brace as a uh, as a separate category and and make it you know m- require people to um file uh, form 1s type you know short barrel rifle conversions on those pistols but but nothing from ATF that I've seen has hasn 't taken that official stance, but they have targeted um q manufacturing mm-hmm. uh, for their honey badger and um you know this has been unfolding since uh, I think the audit was back in june, and uh q's been working with a t f you know um, and finally went public in October with that copy of the cease and assist letter uh you know that 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 honey badger was was out of compliance um you know the Q, Q Company went, uh, you know, working with ATF said, you know, well, what, what can we do to, to make it in compliance? What, 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 what about it is out of compliance? And, uh, ATF didn't, uh, cooperate with sharing, you know, you need to do this, you know, to make it compliant. It said, you know, it's not our job to, to make it compliant. We're just here to tell you this one's out of compliance. Um, and that's what started a lot of the fear about the, uh, about the arm braces. Um, you know, that product, um, from SB Tactical, um, was was brought to market with Sig Sauer's partnership, and they did it very wisely. I believe they they actually hired a, a lawyer, if I understand correctly, that represented the Ameri- worked with the Americans with Disabilities Act, to represent that as a accessibility tool especially for wounded warriors who still wanted to be able to shoot their pistols. And, you know, that was um, part of the verbiage they used to get ATF to bless it originally was that, you know, it, it allowed accessibility and they used a lot of the verbiage out of um, the Americans with Disabilities Act. I can't imagine that... We're going to repeal the America's Disabilities Act, you know, or, or, you know, it, it applies to everything except firearms. I, I don't know how they're going to draw that distinction. It seems, it seems messy. Um, so I, I, I I want folks to stay calm. You know, we have not seen what ATF, you know, if, if they're going to redefine what handgun is or if, you know, we, we don't know. So, you know, um, stay steady. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do anything rash. Um, but, you know as uh, as bureaucracies um like ATF redefined the s- formerly legal slide fire stock to be a machine gun without changing any laws just changing the definitions of some of the words they were using um that's scary precedent and that's that's not how laws laws are are to be made um, there 's a Correct. process for that, and um, having bureaucracies uh create new statutes is is outside the the realm of constitutional well it 's
1: been like that forever but it's it 's nefarious when it applies to to a you know a god given right a natural right yeah right so we have the, we have the constitutional right it's a it 's a fundamental right to to protect ourselves but quasi legislative action You know, that's the way everything works. They write, make rules, and EPA does it. Everybody does it. Department of Education does it. Boom, it's law, and no one's accountable.
0: Administrative rule, administrative code, non-elected bureaucrats within various departments. uh, Frequently, the executive, I mean, obviously, always the executive branch, um, where it hasn't made its way through any sort of legislative process, and it hasn't been... Um, thoroughly reviewed or even uh, the ability to challenge it at the judicial level because right. I mean we've struggled and I don't even know where we're at with the litigation as it relates to the slide fire devices bump stock issue and things like that I know that they were getting the the judicial challenges were getting knocked down left and right and I, I'm trying to remember if we managed to actually even get one that was making its way up towards the Supreme Court or not or if they'd all been batted down
1: Well, you know, one of the things about this um, attack on this honey badger thing is is the narrative that they are claiming false. It's almost like, well, they're claiming false advertising. Mm -hmm. This is is why it's so ambiguous. There's nothing to do, all the stuff that I read last week had nothing to do with the firearm or the design or the use. Mm -hmm. It all had to do with false advertising and claiming that the ATF approved it.
0: Right, we went through the uh, we went through the honey badger, which was just sort of seemed to be this one single targeted manufacturer and the manner the manner in which they had their weapon configured with that particular pistol brace on it. But uh, they came and it did come out this last week or maybe the end of the week uh, week just prior. The ATF and SB are in this huge. Um, it's not, a I wouldn't say it's a battle, but all of a sudden we're seeing all this correspondence and the ATF is claiming that, oh, no, we only said that two of SB's braces were ATF, um, I don't want to say approved, but compliant, or they didn't have a problem with it because, you know, you can always count on the ATF for uh ambiguity well (laughs) anytime
2: they they provide a ruling it's for that specific individual that that requested it right and it doesn't apply to other u.s citizens Mm -hmm. which uh, under equal protection how does that work Mm -hmm. you know if if we can't use the same set of laws for all of the united states citizens uh, you know that that there's that's a violation also so it's inconsistency and i i i Everybody hates that, you
0: know. <laughs> oh yeah, because you don't, because you don't know. Yeah, you don't know, you don't know where to
1: land on anything. Larry, was that five syllables? Did inconsistency. I, inconsistency. <laughs> yeah, I we just broke a record. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, hey, now, come on. Larry can really sound like he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: he makes so, us all sound smarter. Keep going, Larry.
0: That's <laughs> yeah, one of those things. You know, I'd rather be rather be lucky than good. I'd rather sound smart than actually be smart. What, you know. <laughs> Ouch. A lot of love in here. Thanks so much. Oh, you know you were going to get all the love. You know you were going to get all the love. Uh, but, yeah, I was reviewing. So the ATF said that it was just two of SB's line that they had no problem with had no problem with. I guess that's the best way to describe it. And that they are claiming that SB then went on to advertise all of their braces as being uh, ATF approved, ATF compliant. And there's just this flurry of letters that has gone back and forth on that particular issue as it, as it relates to um, the pistol brace the SB line of pistol braces. Yeah. Which are some of the best pistol braces out there. Just my personal opinion. Yeah. I, yeah.
2: I, I really like the product line, but they're not the only one providing pistol braces. Right. I mean, there's a lot of other options out there, but, uh, certainly I think they're the biggest, biggest player in the market. It, uh, I'd heard they're four and a half million units mm-hmm. that they've or over that, that they have delivered. So, and, and some of the, it affects and, a lot of shooters.
0: You know, one of the, the not great things about this, uh, I was going to say great sarcastically, but we both, we all know that i am never sarcastic. Um, I've
1: <laughs> never witnessed it.
0: <laughs> never witnessed it, as far as you know. Um, but the 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 thing is, is the ATF will come out with these these letters. They'll answer a question and they'll say, "Well, this is only uh, only applies to that individual's question and that compliance issue that 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 individual submits to us." But then when they decide that a whole class of uh, Accessory like the bump stocks mm-hmm. are are illegal, but but that'll apply to everybody. So, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if we're if we're saying you can do something and it's legal and it's cool, you can do that's that. That's just one person. That's, that's just right. one person. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, if we decide it's not cool, that applies to everybody. So that's kind of the cool not cool rule with the ATF. We're yeah. we're good. No, you're not good. None of you are good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so we're coming up on a break. We've been talking about pistol braces, and we'll be back shortly. You are listening to Gary on Guns, Hot Talk 939, The Eagle. And good morning. This is actually Scott Van Kirk filling in for Gary Nolan. He's on vacation this week, and we wish him well and hope he's enjoying uh, whatever he's got going on Uh Thanksgiving-wise, family-wise, or if he's finishing out some community service, or whatever's going on. I thought on. I saw
1: somebody picking up trash on the side of the highway there this morning. That's right. <laughs> <when it's> big guy. <laughs> big,
0: big yellow reflective vest. Oh, don't yeah. worry, folks. Gary never listens when I do this show.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I will talk to him later next week, and I'll be like, hey, how'd the show sound? He's like, I don't know. I didn't listen. I can't listen to yeah. that. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: oh, so we're... we're uh, so we're, we were coming into the break. We were talking about pistol braces the atf and how the it appears that we are headed towards another bump stock situation where we 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 really realistically need to fear that through administrative rule administrative code that the atf was going to start de- redefining some firearms
2: and that that's the concern i mean there's certainly ch- uh, enough chatter enough enough rumblings about that that it looks like that's where they're headed um you know man it would be great if they just did away with the barrel restriction because if you went back to that 1934 gun control act where they said you know a shotgun has to have uh, an 18 inch barrel and a rifle has to have at least a 16 inch barrel if they just went back to that and said well these barrel lengths were arbitrary let's just eliminate them and they were and
0: they were completely arbitrary because the case they sort of came out of had to do with a sawed-off shotgun, right? So they're like, "Well, it's sawed-off. That's bad. We need to make a some minimum amount length for
2: right. barrels." And it was again, it was knee-jerk reaction, gun control, you know, feel-good gun control legislation Ooh. back in 1934 that we're still dealing with today. But if if that was if that was how they approached it, if if we could just get rid of the barrel length restriction. Then, you know, as as those rifle barrels get shorter, um, you know, below 16 inches right now, they're federally reg- regulated um, through the Gun Control Act and require a $200 transfer tax for a, a rifle barrel shorter than 16 inches. And that's what a lot of people are fearing that they might have to apply for and, and do with their with their semi-autos that have those pistol configurations. But if we just got rid of the, the barrel length restriction on rifles and shotguns, all of those... Um, 14 inch Tac 14s the remington product oh yeah the, that's uh, a whole nother beast the, 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 the right. uh, mossberg shockwave 14 right. inch shotgun that was 14 inch firearm that was never manufactured as a shotgun because it never had a buttstock which again mm. it gets into the minutia of, of how we're defining these terms and, and how how the guns are produced just get rid of the barrel length restrictions and let people buy what they want to buy and if I want an effective rifle, I'm going to have one with a 16- or 20-inch barrel. Exactly. And if I want one that's less effective, you know, each time you cut an inch off an of AR barrel, you're losing more than 100 feet per second in velocity. So, you know, there's a point of diminishing return there. So, I don't know. It's it's still illegal to use them for criminal action. Let's not just focus on the hardware. Let's, let's hold criminals accountable for their criminal actions and let the rest of us have our guns. Well,
1: <clears throat> you know, we may be way off base we may be completely wrong because I know in New York City they limited the size of sodas that you could buy well, and didn't that solve all the problems of obesity
0: and diabetes I don't think there's a overweight individual uh, left in New York City yeah yeah. So, okay, Problem solved. We passed a law. Boom, bang, boom. We're done. We're good.
2: We're good. <laughs> yeah, we fixed it. Okay. We're all running for office. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Oh no, oh, no. No, no. No, no. no.
0: no, no. Oh, There's the, a
2: lightning rod I won't the grab. Sheer thought of, <laughs> the, sheer,
0: the sheer thought of Oppo research. No.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I mean, I trust my friends, but. Oh, you start throwing cash at them; they start talking. <laughs> oh, I only, I am so glad that, um, uh, I am so glad that the period of my life where I potentially, I mean, obviously, you know, a good God-fearing individual like myself will really just spent all of his time in church, um, wouldn't have anything like no, that but no, i mean no. i'm just glad that i grew up in a period where if anything embarrassing like that had on the yeah. there was, not everyone had a camera in their pocket in the way of a smartphone and, and everything else like it's that. that's good
2: to be old yeah if, yeah, yeah.
0: If, just in theoretically theoretically yeah anything I, hypothetically
2: like speaking had yeah, happened yeah, yeah.
0: Which we all, which we all, as we all sit here, we all know didn't.
2: No, no, no,
0: no, never even suspected. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Oh yeah. And don't talk to anybody I was in the army with. No one.
2: (laughs) What happens in the army stays in the army. There you go. There
0: you go. What happens in Panama stays in Panama. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh, we're talking about guns. Mm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh I and and I I only brought up I only brought that particular thing up with the braces and everything else like that because it is a story that just keeps keeps growing. As like we said, we've seen this stuff now where SB is fully in is sort of in, engrossed in this back and forth exchange. ATF says, SB says, ATF says, SB says. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I tend to believe SB's story in regards but to everything that is happening
2: it seems more <laughs> consistent
0: it does it does
2: um, you know and again all of the people in the firearms industry want to play by the rules sure. the consumers want to play by the rules but when the rules can be changed at the whim of of a regulatory agency it's a really really dangerous place because it's not pay a fine and and go on down the road it's it's your freedom sure you know potentially absolutely. with with a firearms violation sure so you know the test cases are really hard to get and yeah. but that's what we need to get is a case to the supreme court so that we can get a judgment on this
0: absolutely and and with the atf there's an inconsistency not only in the stories that come out, but I i mean, and I've got a great story. And you, as you both know, I'm not one to tell war stories,
1: ha! but
0: <laughs> and, and when we come back from a, uh, from news at the bottom of the hour, I'll share a story that in, involved me in an investigation back when I was in law enforcement that involved ATF and how, uh, everywhere I went or how the whole thing came out, every answer I got was different, but we'll be, uh, we'll be coming back shortly. You're listening to Gary on Guns, Hot Talk 939, The Eagle. And good morning, everyone. This is Scott Van Kirk. I'm filling in for Gary this morning. He's off on vacation. And uh, given the fact that Brian is waving frantically from the uh, from the engineer booth, that uh, we must be back on the air. Back on the air.
2: All right. Radio time. <laughs> That's right.
0: We have to be really careful that the things we talk about on breaks don't get recorded. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting across the table from me is Larry Whalen from Modern Arms.
2: Over at the Brown Station location. Yeah,
0: how you, how you doing? I'm good, man. Good, good.
2: Almost perfect. I've right. got room to improve.
0: you like the catalog boy for Modern Arms. You've got all of the Modern <laughs> Arms gear on today. got the sweatshirt and the hat. I didn't, oh che- I didn't check your pants to see if it says Modern Arms across the butt, but maybe it did. Is that still a thing? Yeah, is that that I, don't th- I don't
2: know. Yeah. No, it's, it's not a thing. No, it's not. Oh. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and I also joining me today is Joe Gilbert from joegilbert.us. Got it right. That's I, it. That's me. At, at me. getting it right. How are you doing today? I mean, we talk uh, in the age of COVID. Um, you're not running group classes or open to the public classes per se, but you are working with small
1: family units and individuals. How's that going? Oh, fantastic! It's actually a lot of fun. Uh, it's, It's a good deal for the families, and it's fun for me. They get they get basically individual attention, and the the learning curve is much steeper because, you know, we're we're we've got many more iterations of every technique in the same amount of space when it's just two people, you know, or an individual. So it's been great we see some really really fast advancement in skills and confidence so when you know, somebody leaves after a couple of 2 hour sessions they are they're really rocking probably much better than they would be after you know a a formal class with 10 other people
0: oh i mean and i when you talk about uh small instructor-to-student ratios when you get into that one instructor, one student, one instructor, two students, even one instructor, three students within a within a group, a unit, husband, wife, uh, adult, child, whatever the case may be. When you talk about, you know, three hours of that level of training easily equates to eight hours of training if, in fact, you had six, eight people that you were training in a classroom environment, because the more people you add, the more divergent skill level you get, and some people learn and you know everyone learns a little bit differently, and you it slows it slows the pace down
1: yeah, and it also yeah. it also um, inhibits questions when you have a large group of people and I've had several um, ladies tell me that you know, I would not have asked this if there were other people around, and so the 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 questions the doubts the things that need some reinforcement or a little bit more attention they're more easily identified and uh, and correct it and and yeah you know, we we advance at a faster pace it's it's actually really satisfying to get out there with somebody and watch them run around like a ninja oh, oh you know? yeah
0: absolutely <laughs> But didn't you, you as an instructor see how fast the progression goes and yeah it makes you feel good about uh, the quality of the instruction that you're giving and and i mean we always i mean as, as an instructor myself we uh we always want to see our students succeed and it really i mean regardless of your area of expertise, if you teach, if you instruct, you always want to see your students do better, and right? You know, and it's it's it feels good. It really it does.
1: does. Last week we had the armed response to terrorist attack course with the Farnums and uh, we had one female physician in the class, and man, she hit the jackpot because she got the entire weekend one on one with Vicky Farnham.
0: Oh, that <laughs> is the jackpot. Yeah.
1: yeah. So she got uh, she got some great individual attention and. Uh, and uh, you know some great mentoring. That I mean, that's invaluable. Who, who gets to spend twenty hours individually with you know right. one-on-one basis with top Vicky. trainers on the yeah. planet? Yeah. 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 And yeah. for those that don't know who Vicky is, Vicky, when the Marines started bringing people in females in in the '80s in large quantities, and they, every Marine is a rifleman, they had a fifty percent failure rate for women, you know, on the rifle range. And Vicky is the one that taught the Marines how to teach the women Oh, yeah so um yeah she she is the uh she's the way back of the way back i'm not saying she's old cuz she may
0: yeah. No, no, she's, she started very young, yes, what you meant it, to say. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. What you meant to say is she was in her, she was almost a teenager when she started instructing, is That's what right. you meant to say. That's right. <laughs> Just in case she's listening, because I don't want to get on the wrong side of her. We love you, Vicki. We do, we do. I've never even met you, Vicki, but we think you're
1: top notch. All yeah. right, so <laughs> that's it. That's, um, that's what we've been doing. Training, more training. And eating a lot, you know, yeah. probably moving a little bit slower after the last few days. I've, <laughs> I've had more pecan pie and some pumpkin pie. Mm.
2: Mm. That's part, part of the holidays.
0: Well, uh, this is um, this is my first Thanksgiving where it's just me, yeah. and uh, my youngest daughter and her two children came up to visit me, and this was my first solo mission, preparing Thanksgiving. <laughs> All, I mean, I was always the turkey guy, okay, and obviously yeah. I was the guy that mashed the potatoes and uh, and things like that, but, uh, you know, stuffing and the pumpkin pies, I made pumpkin pie, nice. and... And some other things like that that were sort of traditional dishes that we always had on Thanksgiving and stuff like that. And I did; I got good reviews. Got good reviews on the performance. Okay, good. I did get good reviews. My little my little granddaughter, who's six, uh, thought the service was a little slow. (laughs) Uh,
2: (laughs) That'll reflect reflect in your
1: tip. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And at that that age, they have no filter. So so. you know, it's right. You know, that's what they're thinking.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So I obviously I did not. I didn't get five stars across the board.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but nonetheless, it went pretty well. Um, and of course, she's—you know—she's probably more of a fan of my grilled cheese sandwiches than she is anything I make on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Anyway, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hard to beat that comfort food. Oh yeah. Well, if you if you know how to do
0: a, gr- a good grilled cheese, mm-hmm. and it is grilled cheese weather. Um, so look at me. We've been just talking about hey, talking. What I wanted
2: you- to um, I wanted to just get the word out. Uh, I saw a release from Smith and Wesson. Yes, uh, oh, yeah. their Smith and Wesson M and P Shield EZ line, both the 380 and the nine millimeter, are subject to a safety recall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw that this week. And um, I, I'll probably I'll find a link and be able to put it out on the Gear on Guns page. Um, so if, if you if you bought one of the, the Shield Easies, there's a certain batch of them that were affected by the recall. There's a easy page you can go to, and we'll put the link up yep. where you can enter your serial number and see if your your right. firearm needs to go back for the safety recall.
0: What um, what that appears to be is uh, just w- reading between the lines. It appears to be a maybe a uh, some questionable. Uh, quality control in regards to some hammers. Yeah, um, and I'm guessing that they caught it, but then realized, or actually uh, re- retroactively, they realized, wait a minute, we need to pull back all of these guns. Yeah, and just
2: verify and, and put the new parts in. They if were if in needed. this. Yeah.
0: they were in this batch. We're going to inspect them if they're good. We're just going to send them back to you. If it's something where we need to replace it, we're going to replace it for free, and then we're going to send it back to you. We'll get it up on the uh, on the Facebook page, but it is MP Shield. EZ recall that's MP shield easy recallcom is the website and that's where you can interact with the Smith and Weston company in regards to that particular recall and it happens I mean you know if you own a vehicle you know about recalls and they it happens far uh, far more infrequently in the firearms world than it does in with any vehicle manufacturer
1: right and and if you're nervous about this if you're a new gun owner and many of the easy owners are new gun owners mm-hmm. this is a you know, a four thousand dollar gun is man made. You're still going to have to send them back every now and again. Sure. So it's not you don't have a defective design or anything. Yeah, you don't need to run
2: away from the platform. Right? They'll send yeah. you
1: uh, email, you a label, and uh, they'll mail it right back to you. Unless yes. they replace the firearm, then they'll go to a dealer. But if it's your gun, and they repair it, check it. It's just mm-hmm. going to come right back to you in the mail. It's very easy, nothing to worry about. Just it's just it. it's
0: just one of those things. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, I have a recall on my car right now that has to do with. The way the brake light interacts with the shifter knob or something like that. And like, yeah, hey, I've I'm got
1: like, one too and I've ignored it. Something about car catching on fire. Uh, <laughs> I just get out, I've got insurance. I, yeah, and I guess I guess if your car catches on fire, it's pretty obvious that yeah, it's
0: on fire. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean there's that's better than that check engine hey, light. Yeah,
1: like, hey, I'm hey. Sailor man. <laughs> Abandon ship. <Yeah. laughs>
0: run away, run away. Yeah, run run away from fire, always. <laughs> (laughs)
2: right. Yeah, I'm getting that posted right now on the gear on guns. Look page, at you, so, man! Whoa. Look at you! You're tech. He, tech-, yeah, yeah, level- he's tech- savvy for not yeah, having I, any hair. I've got the. Uh, I've he got, got my, my Amish tech support team right behind me there. Uh, <laughs> he is Mr. linking tech. up the satellites and everything. How many times
0: have I told you that you should be in the IT business, <laughs> not the gun business?
2: <laughs> man, you know there's nothing that can affect my attitude as quickly as as uh, computers. I am not a fan of I've, struggling with computers. i very short fuse. I've seen it happen.
0: <laughs> cuz i mean if you if you've interacted with larry or you know larry even from the show he's really happy go lucky but i have seen larry when there's a techni- technical issue oh related gosh. to a computer and i'm like Whoa! I don't think I've ever seen that face from Larry.
2: Yeah, don't stand behind and the, the good. Damn, the good face isn't good. The bad face is really bad.
0: Wow, such it looks like such an angry gnome.
2: Imagine <laughs> the most angry garden gnome you've ever, ever. seen. Ever. That, would, that, that would be it. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got a caller. Uh, what's the preferred round
1: for taking out an LCD screen? <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh. whatever's
0: handy <laughs>
1: well, what happened there was that,
0: a, was that an accidental discharge oh no no oh so anyway we are going to be right back you're listening to Gary on guns hot talk 939 the eagle and we're back this is actually Scott Van Kirk um, I should always tell Brian not to play the Peter Gunn theme because it delays me coming back from break because <laughs> I can just sit and listen to it. Yeah. I listen to the whole play, song. Play the whole song. Just play <laughs> it. Replay you it. Just keep play rolling. Yeah, we put
2: our sunglasses on
1: when that plays.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we are that cool. Uh,
0: we're back. Uh, we've got a caller, uh, Gary, on the line, and I think Brian's going to connect us. Hello, Gary. Yeah, and it's not the other Gary. So, Well, yeah, otherwise I wouldn't have taken the call. We've
2: got his number blocked. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Hey, I
0: was just curious. Uh, is there a KBB kind of thing for guns? I've got some guns. I'm curious of how much they're worth and maybe sell them.
2: Um, yeah, there's uh, the Blue Book of Gun Values uh, that gets updated annually, yeah. um, and that's probably the the source on which most um, most of those uh, you know collector values are are, are set. Um, it covers you know current production guns and and all the way back to center fire you know anything center fire and rim fire uh, the, um, cartridge cartridge weapons are covered by the blue book of gun values and and the edge of COVID and uh, shortage
1: is probably not your best best source gun broker if you have an account you can actually see what the guns are selling for yeah uh, gun and broker that's a market I, I, reflection
2: that, that's the one I use more often because it does show current market reflections right um, and it doesn't take doesn't take a lot to get an account. If if, you're, if, and you're they're just, free. They're if you if you're just they're free. Yeah, yeah, if you're just a consumer on GunBroker, you're just looking at items that are for sale, items offered. But if you if you create an account, um, they'll you can look at completed auctions and look for those completed auctions that have had bids, and that'll tell you what you know what recent stuff is sold for, with the you know nationwide. So it gives you a better, more timely. Input than the Blue Book of Gun Values. I've often had you know customers reference those, and I, I, you know, it's Mm -hmm. it's a great source. I don't I don't buy one every year. I don't reference them. I really don't. In the in the care about the Blue Book in the in the age (laughs) in in running my business
0: in the age of non COVID, the Blue Book the uh, Blue Book of Gun Values is probably a better source for determining that very uh, upper end of value like for insurance purposes and things like that. If you, and it has
2: data that's, I think easier to search by, by serial number range, you know, for, if you want to find year of production on something like that, it's still a good Mm -hmm. resource, but for market value, I'll use the, the gun broker, you know, auction site to see what stuff is sold for. And arms list. Arms list. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: And you can buy that. You used to have to buy the book, but now I think they'll sell you like a thumb drive. Oh, nice.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Save production costs. Yeah, does that, does, that,
1: does that
0: help you, Gary? Well, yeah, and I was curious. Do you all do consignment? Kind of. I know you all. One of you all has a gun shop.
2: Well, I have scaled back our consignment uh, considerably. Um, we are we are buying guns uh, for sure. Uh, making offers on guns higher than I've. Uh, I'm paying more for firearms now than I ever have. Uh, a lot right. of that is, uh, you know, th- there's stuff that would be normally very easy to access. You need a 9mm a, a M&P pistol. I can just get those off the distributor shelves and have it here in two days. So I, and I can't I get that. But, um, yeah, I'd be happy to, to look at them and, and make you an offer to buy most anything um, in the firearms world right now. We're we're paying top dollar for them.
0: What I have is shotguns, mostly. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. Hey, All right. Thanks, Gary. Thanks for calling, Gary. We appreciate it. All right, I'm going to check the clock. I have time for my ATF story. Tell it. All right, so um, way back when I was a law enforcement officer, which is getting to be longer and longer a time ago, but um, I Red spent dinosaurs. time... Dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right, T-Rexes. We, were, we responded to calls on T-Rexes with their little arms. <laughs> and um, I spent a, a, a stint in investigations when I was ass- and I was assigned to a, a federally funded or partially federally funded uh, uh, drug task force. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, uh, uh, being a narc in a department that I worked both in the, in the, with, still worked for my same department, but I was assigned to a task force. Within your own department, you became the catch all. <laughs> so you never caught general investigations and you never did juvenile work, but mm-hmm. when you were the one narc guy, um, you would catch, um, public morality crimes. So you'd catch vice, mm-hmm. um, and you would catch just about anything else. Um, and also at the time, I was also our lead firearms instructor. So we had a complaint come in that an off-duty police officer from another agency had been out at a public range owned by the county, and two guys um, were shooting fully automatic weapons out there. Okay. And they had like a van full of them.
1: Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> kind of like when they sell speakers out of a van. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, no markings on the van, but the, the complaint at the other police officer um, did get the plate number, because he's a cop, and uh, he was off-duty. He was just out there sighting his deer rifle or like that. And I, uh, so immediately that report landed on my desk, and they're like, hey, look into that my boss let's say, look into that and i'm like okay so i grabbed up a a, a buddy of mine another uh, guy from the task force and um found the you know trace the uh, the license down to a residence and we went over one early evening and knocked on this guy's door really nice guy him and his wife and uh you know just slow rolled it and everything like yeah. that. i don't know that a crime committed i just but i got to talk to you yeah, about yeah, it just, right? th- just an interview yeah, yeah i'm not into you know i'm not into trying to make something out of nothing so let's see if this is nothing or if this is something and so anyway the story becomes that uh he know he's got a buddy of his who works for a local manufacturer a local class three manufacturer and we had one about a half hour away and i knew who they were um and everything else like that and i said well what's your buddy's name and he said okay well all right sounds cool man hey really appreciate your time and stuff like that and next day cruised over to where this manufacturer was and the owner was always there and uh I talked to him and I said, well, so uh, an employee of yours had these machine guns out of the public range. And I and, uh, and he says, yeah, they were out there test firing and stuff like that. And uh, prior to this, I had called an ATF agent I knew down in Madison, Wisconsin. I said, so what's the legality on this? Because I didn't know. And he says, well, it has to be an agent of the company. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, no, I take that back. He told me he says it has to be an individual named on the FFL. Mm. Um, as a manufacturer that has to be in possession of the firearms. So there was no ability at that time, per his, what he told me, for an agent or an employee to go down to the range and test fire these weapons that they had manufactured legally and everything else like that. So I because I wanted to not sound like a complete idiot. Right, yeah, you want to you know, show him and know talk. what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he's already like, who's this long-haired, you know, <laughs> scruffy-looking guy wearing a Pez t-shirt that <laughs>
2: <laughs> going
0: into my gun shop? I because I look like somebody he wouldn't sell a gun to anyway. Right.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so I'm going to have to finish my story. Oh at the my top gosh, we got to carry it over. Oh, okay. Oh man, you'll right. do a short recap, right? I'll do a short. Of okay. course, I'll do a short recap. <laughs> so you're listening to Carry On Guns. I The Hot Talk 939 The Eagle. (laughs)